complacency is a great danger to the believer. When you are in a certain situation and you've been in that situation for a long time, you begin to think that you own that situation, that you deserve that situation, that that situation belongs to you, and you become complacent as to that. The fact that all of these things that you've been given in life, you begin to think somehow that you yourself were the one who made these things happen. That you yourself somehow created the situation that you live in. It was your cleverness, your idea, your hard work, and all of this that you have is payment from your endeavor. Um, And that is what complacency is. That is what taking for granted your situation is. That is what taking for granted what you have means. And when you come, become, and when one becomes complacent, when one begins to take for granted the gifts that Allah has given to them, no matter how meager and no matter how large, one loses their gratitude. And when one loses their gratitude, one changes their perception of reality. Without gratitude, it's not that Allah gave this to me, and I am in debt to my glorious Lord for all that my glorious Lord has done for me, it's more like, well, I set up this situation, I did these things, I'm in this situation now, and that's the way it's supposed to be. We created it. Well, we didn't create anything, nor are we capable of creating anything. We are capable of effort, but reward for effort is not in our hands. Reward for effort is granted as Allah wishes. And the fact that there has been reward for our effort is through the glory and the mercy and the grace and the compassion 
of our Lord. He has seen fit to give unto us. And we, in turn, owe him gratitude. He doesn't need any of the things that he gave us. He has an abundance beyond imagination. He has the ability to create beyond imagination. But what we do owe him is our gratitude. Now, what does that mean? We owe him our gratitude. Well, it means he wants us to know him. And through gratitude, we connect to him. So it's not a question of thanking him for what he's given to us. It's a question of becoming closer to him because we understand that everything that exists came from him and that everything that we see came from him and that we are grateful for this gift of creation, for this gift of being, for this gift of existence, for this gift of having the consciousness that he gave us that can feel the immensity of what love is, for having the gift of this consciousness that he gave us that can emulate the qualities that are his. And this is what gratitude is. Gratitude is closeness, because gratitude is not just the word and the meaning of the word. Shakur is also a name of Allah. So, in the act of being grateful, we become closer to Allah. And this is what he wants from us. We are his secret, and he created us to be known. But once we drift into a belief system that somehow what we have came through our creation, once we become complacent and begin to believe that we have creative powers and can create our own situation without his involvement and his grace, then what we do is we do the opposite of gratitude. If gratitude is coming closer to him, complacency and belief in self-doing is going further away from him. So we commit the vilest of sin. And what is the vilest of sin? To deny our Lord. And that, in fact, is what happens when we become the ones who believe that we are the arbiters of our fate, that we are the ones who create our fate, that we are the ones 
who make the situation for ourselves that we live in. We need to break from these kinds of belief systems. And we need to be able to give all praise to our Lord. Now, these sayings like, all praise belongs to Allah, they're words, but they need expansion. They need understanding. They need to be alive within us. So, we can say, subhanallah, all praise to Allah. But what does it mean? It means that everything that exists is because of his will. Everything that occurs because is because of his will. Every breath that we take is because of his will. Every sound that we hear is because of his will. Everything that we see is because of his will. Everything that we touch is because of his will. Every kindness done to us is because of his will. Everything that we have is because of his will. Every mercy that comes from us is because of his will. Every mercy that comes to us is because of his will. His will sustains and maintains all of existence. And without that, there would be no existence. And he never pauses in this work of sustaining all of us. Because if he left for a micro instant, this would all disappear. That's the kind of gratitude that we have to be in touch with. That's the kind of understanding that we have to be in touch with. And when we're in touch with gratitude to that extent, to that degree, to that level, to that understanding, then what room is there for anything else? What room is there for fear? What room is there for anxiety? What room is there for difficulties in this world? We are face to face, heart to heart, with that which created everything. We have been put here through his will as his vice regent. He loves us and trusts us to do his work. And anything that we do do is through his work. And any reward that we get is through his will. We are not in the equation. La ilaha illallah. Only God exists. I do not exist. And if I do not exist, what am I worried about? And if I do not exist, what am I afraid of? Why can't I rise above the conflagrations that seem to surround me? Why can't I rise above the difficulties that seem to surround me? In the nature of this existence. Things appear and disappear. If we go outside right now and we look at the plant life, the plant life 
is in the process of disappearing. Everything is receding now. It's the fall. We are in a place where there are seasons. And soon it will be the winter, a time of dormancy. And then soon it will be the spring, a time of revival. And in our own life, there is revival and there is dormancy. And there is difficulty and there is joy. But all of these are just sides of one coin. They're sides of the nature of the way things are, and we can't separate them from each other. So it is our obligation to accept everything that is given to us and to be joyous in that acceptance. It is our obligation to understand the fragility of this existence, the fragility of our nature, the fragility of this life, and how Allah, in His wonder, is able to sustain and maintain it. We are put together of elemental, of elements that are, in their nature, hostile to each other. Yet, they have somehow entered into compounds and that have created this being that have agreed to work in harmony for a period of time. And then, when that period of time ends, they begin to go back to their individuated state, and this bag of bones begins to dissipate. And all that's left is that original breath that Allah blew into each of us. And what are we? Are we this amalgam of elemental things, of elemental forces? Or are we that original breath? And that original breath that was blown into us, that light, that nur, that soul, what does that need of the treasures of the world? And if that's who we are truly, what is it that we need of the treasures of the world? So why are we despondent or joyous, dependent on the amount we partake in what we call the treasures of the world? Why haven't we learned about detachment? Why haven't we learned about release from the magnetisms of the gold of the world, of the silver of the world, of the jewels of the world, of the treasures of the world, of power and fame? Why haven't we given up on these things? Why haven't we learned that these are low intolerable things that only bring us separation from our Lord. Now, that's the bottom line. This separation from our Lord may appear to us as depression. It may appear to us as anxiety. 
It may appear to us as fear. It may appear to us as various phobias that keep us from going outside or keep us from staying inside or not allowing us to drive a car or make it difficult for us to talk to people or make us nervous while we sit still. All of these things that the world labels are separations from Allah. Because if our focus is not clear, if our focus isn't steady, if our focus is without gratitude in every instance, we are falling from the platform that Allah placed us on, which was the platform for his most unique creation. It's our obligation to be able to root out from within ourselves all of the belief systems that give credence to the rewards of the world. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have obligations in this world. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't take care of them. But our entanglements can't get to the point where they do away with our peacefulness so that we lose our ability to focus on gratitude and on the gifts that come from Allah. We walk this very, very tight line. Um, We walk, as they say, on the edge of a blade of a sword. We walk a line thinner than a hair. But to an ant, a hair is a bridge. So one of the keys to understanding this is becoming small. We must become smaller than our problems. We must become smaller than our difficulties. And that way, they can't affect us. Our Lord is very, very great. Everything else is very, very small. And we must revel in the greatness of our Lord. We must be joyous in the greatness of our Lord. We must be ecstatic in the greatness of our Lord. We must dance to the greatness of our Lord. There's a translation of a Hafiz poem. And one of the lines at the end says, if you are called on to vote, vote for dancing. (laughs) And there's a reason for that. We need to leave all the things that bind us to this world. And when you're dancing, you're not standing still. You're harder to get hold of. And we need to be hard to get hold of. We can't leave a place within us for the world to catch us. If we have greed, the world catches us. If we have needs, the world catches us. If we have desires, the world catches us. It can only, it will only leave us alone 
if we are free of what it had, of, of what it is. Um, I've often repeated the story of the man who came to Satan, and I'm sorry, came to the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and said, Satan won't leave me alone. You have to tell him to leave me alone. And the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, asked him to go and come back in three days and called for Satan. And he said to Satan, this man came and said, you won't leave him alone. What's the problem? He said, well, this man is full of greed. Greed belongs to me. This man is full of jealousy. Jealousy belongs to me. If he would give these things up, I would give him up. And it's like that. We blame the world, but it's what we hold inside of us. We blame the world, but it's what we've collected. We blame the world, but it's what we're attached to. We blame the world, but it's what we're magnetized to. So we have to pray to our Lord, Lord, I am full of greed. Remove my greed from me so that I can be closer to you. Lord, I am full of jealousy. Remove my jealousy so that I may be closer to you. Lord, I am full of needs. I am full of desires. I am full of obsessive compulsive reactions to so many things. Release me from them. Take them away from me. Make me clean and make me pure. Let me see them and let me be able to withstand the horror of the sight of these things that I have lived so that I can pass through them. If we refuse to see the horrors that we are, we will never pass through them. Because when we get to the gate and the horror opens itself up, we may run. That's the time you have to stand still and look and burn it away. It has to be confronted. We can't think of ourselves as having already been purified. Even though we may have been, it is not with our purview for that final judgment. So this work must continue on a constant basis, and we have to pray to our God to remove our anger, to remove (coughs) our quick tongue, to remove all of the actions that are not kind, to take away from us all of the actions that hurt others. We must become more like Him. And the only way to become more like Him is through His intervention and our intention. So we have to set up the intention. We have to stay strong in that intention. And we have to ask for his intervention, his help to fulfill that intention. And we have to make that intention strong within us. And the certitude to carry out that intention has to be strong within us. And then the solutions for our dilemmas will appear as in a flash. The solutions for our problems will appear as in a flash. Not from us, but from his mercy. Not from us, but from his kindness. 
not from us, but from divine intervention. And each of us stands in the midst of divinity of every moment. And we have to become open to allowing that divinity to enter into our lives, to intervene in our lives, and to take us into the way of hak reality, into the way of hak, that which is real, as opposed to the illusionary nature of this world. And this is the way. This is the mystical path. This is the way towards God. Jesus said, seek and ye shall find. Intend, and your intention will be fulfilled. But be careful what you intend. Understand what you intend. Understand that purity is what needs to be intended. And in return for that intention, the truth will become your touchstone and the essence of purity will be shown to you and flow through you. Shown to you and flow through you. And the point is, unless you give it away, it can't flow through you. So your hands constantly have to be open in a giving way to all that comes to you, or you yourself back it up. And Allah goes to those who it flows through. He doesn't go to those who try to hold it for themselves. It backs up to him. And then who knows when that moment will come again, when the freedom to be open will be available. We must pray on a regular basis. We must ask on a regular basis. We must speak to our Lord on a regular basis. We must ask for the intervention of the prophets and the saints and the katubs and the walis and the friends of Allah on a regular basis to aid and assist us. We must ask the angels to aid and assist us. All of these things have been sent for that reason. We must become involved in them. We must believe in them, and we must ask for their help. And with all of that, and our Lord's intention, we will succeed in becoming free. We will succeed in becoming pure. We will succeed in becoming close to Him. May it happen easily for all of us. May it happen quickly for all of us. May we understand the truth within these words and the healing powers that these words have. And may we all be healed in His purity. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.